And aloha, welcome to the Travel Angel Radio Show. I am very happy that Kathy Takushi's back from her amazing adventure on, uh, this was Ama Waterways, right? Ama Waterways down the Mekong River. Wow. I looked at some of the pictures on Facebook and it was very exciting and we're going to talk about that. Of course, what's on still in the news and a lot of people's minds is the uh, the alert that happened, the mistake, the false alarm. And uh, the reactions, I think, actually were pretty interesting to watch. Everyone's different reactions. You said you had just landed when you got the... You were flying back in from Japan, Japan, right? yeah. So we got in about 9.15, and, you know, we turn on our phones, and I got a text from my daughter-in-law saying, oh, this just happened, and I kind of looked at it. I didn't... I don't know. I Maybe I was tired still. I mm-hmm. kind of didn't... I just showed it to my husband. We are like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Well, it had already been proven that it yeah, wasn't and then, real, but... Yeah. Yeah, I know. We but were, at that time, we didn't really know. No. We just kind of looked at it and we said, oh, okay. Well, what's interesting, <laughs> I have a special guest here, Barry Nicholsberg, uh, with the Carter Center, is here to talk um, also as a guest. And he had just... You just were in the airport in Oahu as well, right? That's right. Yeah, I was waiting for a plane to take off, and... My phone did the same thing everybody else's oh, did, did. And, uh, and and I looked around, and I thought, hmm, nobody's running, nobody's crying, nobody's panicking. I wonder if it was just my phone that got this. I wondered that, too. I wondered that, too. That's interesting. But you are from Atlanta, so why did it go off on your – do you have an Hawaiian phone? Do you have a phone with an 808 area code? No, it's just I was in Hawaii, and apparently they picked up that it was – Simply a, uh, you know, if you were in this area, you got the text. I didn't. See, that's the first time I knew that. I thought it was just people with phones from Hawaii that got it. But I didn't know anyone in Hawaii. So any visitor would have gotten that same Same thing. Same message, yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't get it. I only got a text from my daughter-in-law, but my husband's phone went on. And my settings were on. I checked. Yeah. I Uh, had uh, another lady I know, Carmen Gardner, who used to work here, said she did not get it. it. So that's another thing that's going to be checked out is why some settings worked, some did not work. And I think the strangest thing is, of course, why did it happen and how does it impact us um, and what we learn from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we learn from it is the biggest thing. Um, and, and the fact that how do you deal with panic? Mm-hmm. Um, there were people who panicked. And, I mean, I think there's going to be some education going on with people not necessarily making the mistake again. That, right. yes, but how you react how you react and what you do if there is something that occurs. Um, because the last thing you want is panic. You know? Well, I, I, my thing is if that happens again, a lot of people are going to, like, not believe not it. Believe it or, yeah. You know, and there is that chance. Yeah. Yeah, there is that yeah. chance. It, it, it was interesting because I guess the day before on Friday they had a special meeting with all the Chamber of Commerce. They even sent some news people over from the mainland to cover this threat of what would happen and how what we do with with the nuclear threat from Korea. So they had done a special symposium on it just the day before. Mm. And so that was on everyone's minds there. And it is, of course, on people's minds here. And then 60 Minutes last night did a special all about how real the North Korea threat. I don't know if you saw that, Barry, because you're visiting it. I didn't, Yeah, I mean, they had a whole special about how the nuclear threat is real. Um, from someone who had been there and visited there like seven times, who they showed all what they had to. Who was oh, a yeah, I saw specialist. part of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, ba- the last end of it. So does this affect tourism? Um, yeah, I think some people um, might be aware that this is a chance, but the thing is, 
from what I've heard, and you probably know more than me, Kathy, uh, from what I've heard, tourism's really up because people who would normally go to the Bahamas, um, some of the places they normally go um, were affected by the hurricane, so that more people are coming here, and that this is one of the very busy um, holiday seasons that just um, was happening here. Yeah, and and we've been getting a lot of requests for inbound travel for the whole year, so it's quite busy for yeah. requests to Maui and yeah. Hawaii in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we, but I mean, we do have to be aware of how our profile um, across the country is <laughs> is projected. I mean, New York Times and Huffington Post panic in Hawaii. You know, it was the headline story is panic in Hawaii, and it's like I don't think that's the way we really want to project ourselves to the world you know this is supposed to be an aloha state right right this is supposed to be where we're full of aloha and there was some reactions that weren't so full of aloha and it made me realize that how people when they get afraid get angry mm-hmm. and how dangerous that anger is and it's based on fear but some of these people really reacted because of the fear with a lot of anger and some people were driving around like maniacs and some people were looking for places to hide and you know it it was already said that you're supposed to stay inside and not go anywhere if there is a threat. You're not supposed to drive or go anywhere. You're supposed to stay where you are. Really, the bottom line is there's nothing you can do anyway, and we all know that, but no one wants to hear that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> inside or out, it's going to be what it's going to be. And I think you've got to have a little I'm, – I'm very fatalistic. I think you really have to be aware, like, hey, things can happen, you know, uh, at any time. And, you know, you better be ready for it. You know, because if you're not, you're going to come across those things that happen, right? I tend to be a little more optimistic. Oh, I, good. I, I'm like, eh, you know, it's, <laughs> it'll turn out okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So I want to hear about this trip. Now, of course, Kathy with Captivating Journeys um, does wonderful, wonderful, exciting adventures. And this was an unusual one. You'd never been to Asia before. Not as an adult when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Not as so it was a very different trip for me because I I love Europe and I always go back to Europe. Yeah, so me too. I learned a lot, um, and I like some places better than others. So, um, well, you flew to Japan and then Japan to Hanoi. Vietnam? Yeah, but we spent the night in Japan, so I flew on Hawaiian Air, mm-hmm. and they didn't have a connecting flight, so I spent the night. Uh, at the Haneda at the airport, Air- yeah. Which, I, you know, I, I send a lot of people to Japan. When you get off in Japan, it's so calm. It, like you know, yeah. everywhere out there, it's just chaos or mm-hmm. noisy. But there was like this sense of calm, and you're huh. just like, it's so. It's it was a very odd feeling for me because I've never really experienced that. And then the, the airport was the hotel was inside the airport so that was very convenient we just you know picked our bags and went over and um had dinner and spent the night and then left the next morning but just even checking in the next day i mean it was just it was just the we flew all nippon airways from uh haneda to hanoi just that experience i had since i had never flown they had it was Christmas Day. They had little bag tags that says Merry Christmas. I mean, just the service. Aww. And when we were pulling out of... I think that, that's cute. Bag tags they, with Merry Christmas. Everybody is, cool. is so polite. Uh-huh. It, it's unbelievably polite. Uh-huh. I mean, when we pulled out uh, from the gate, you know, they, the, the, the ramp guy pulls you about. 
pull, you know, pushes back the plane, and then the ram people bow to the plane and wave goodbye. <laughs> I was like, oh. I love that. I, I was like, that. oh my god, <laughs> I've never seen it. That's yeah. Crazy. So anyway, so that was my little first impression of Japan, and then Hanoi was a little different. More chaotic. Yeah, yeah. But I, when we first got into Hanoi, I, we were driving in and. Kind of, he was trying to get a feel for it. I wasn't so sure about it, but then when we got into uh, where our hotel was, and I, I actually enjoyed Hanoi. Um, What's your first impression of what it was like? Um, well, the traffic, you know, the cars, you know, crossing the street. It, you know, I kind of experienced some of that in Egypt, so I wasn't totally out of, you know, my realm there, but. You know, it was a little bit different, and then we met up with this little tuk-tuk man, and um, he took us around, and I, we actually got in a day early. Oh, good. So you were yeah. staying at what hotel? We stayed at the La, Op- La Opera, in, which is right around the corner from the Sofitel, which is where the hotels that Alma Waterways used, and I loved all the Sofitels, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I've stayed in the Sofitel in Amsterdam. I really like the Sofitel chain. Um, so that was a nice property and it was central, convenient to walking around. Um, and then our little tuk-tuk man, we arranged for him to take us the next day. He took us, now he's a small guy. (laughs) (laughs) He pushed me and my husband like an hour. Um, like, oh, this wasn't a motorized one. No, he was pedaling his bike. Oh, and, and, and he took, and he just pushed us around and, um, he spoke some English, not a lot, but enough. Pointed out j- different things, but I'm glad we went a, a day early because a lot of the Ama people that they got in the next day, so they only really had like a half a day. It's or, not enough. Yeah, it's not enough. So mm-hmm. you kind of really didn't get a good feel. So I, I liked that we did go in and we wandered around on our own and um, checked it, checked everything out. But I Ama did an excellent job. Uh, the the cruise manager was um, really good. The staff, the hotels, the tours, the boat was nice. Um, the room, the room was nice, uh, comfortable. Cabins are small on on river cruises. Um, was it pretty small? Not that small. Mm-hmm. It was larger than and and even the bathroom was larger than I would say uh, the Viking Europe one that I had been oh, on. Oh, cool. that's good to know. And. Um, uh, How many people on the the river cruise? There was 106, and I so think it, it probably accommodates like 126 or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I, I thought the food was okay. Mm-hmm. I, I expected a little bit better food, but talking with some other people who had been on AMA, and a couple, I had a couple travel agent friends that were also on that cruise, we were... We concluded, I think, it was probably the best that they could do with what they, you know, the the food that they mm. had. But, you know, like, all the pho and all that was really good. And just, um, But it wasn't bad. It was mm-hmm. good. But I. But it wasn't gourmet. It wasn't tough. Yeah. It wasn't what I expected. Mm-hmm. They have a chef's table that was, that was, I thought was really good, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's supposed to be more gourmet. Do they include the basic wine, alcohol, you know, included or not with that? Um, beer, wine, and lunch and dinner. Uh, they had every evening, like, a ha- special drink of the day. 
in the hotels, though, it was either for lunch, when they had lunch included, or it was beer and soda, which I found out, I guess, in Vietnam and even Cambodia, wine is kind of difficult to get. Oh, interesting. I so it's beer. That. Yeah. Uh-huh. Learned a lot about the Vietnam War and the history of that, which I knew some, but I learned more about that. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Loved Cambodia. I know you want to go there. I really want to go yeah. there. Yeah. Did you have a morning tour of Angkor Wat? We did. did. So did you stay at the Sofitel? The Sofitel. Is, that, that's a nice, really nice property. That's where Tom Vendetti does his uh, Maui film, f- the, the, the there, Cambodian Film yeah. Festival there. Yeah. Really nice property. Mm-hmm. Isn't it right there near Angkor, right almost on the grounds of Angkor Wat? No. Oh, I thought uh, it was It's like right a there. Pff, maybe 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Something like that. Um, oh, I got to back up. Because we, we, we went to Halong Bay before we went to Siem Reap. And that was really nice. So Where's that at? In Vietnam. So we had to, it was about a, a four-hour bus ride from Hanoi. Hmm. And then we went on a, a boat to cruise um, the Halong Bay. And it has all those limestone hmm. little islands. And so that was one night. Mm-hmm. That was, that. I mean, when you're, it's kind of really... Like it was misty and stuff, so it was kind yeah. of like surreal, kind of. Yeah, maybe. I always think of the Yao Mountains here, the West Maui yeah, Mountains, like so that. that was really nice. And in southern China, you can go to the Li River, and it's exactly like that with those beautiful, beautiful mountains that are so mystical mm-hmm. and painted Coming, very yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. In many Chinese paintings, you see those. Yeah, yeah. But um, really loved Cambodia. We went. Ama sponsors a school there, so oh, we good. went to a school, and they had this big. Um, celebration i think it was new year's eve i think it was or Mm. new year's day and um the kids sang for us and we brought supplies so that was fun so Mm -hmm. we saw three um the first day we saw three two temples and then the next day we saw angkor wat early morning for sunrise and then another temple did you go north of angkor wat there's supposed to be some amazing temples further north I don't know if it was north, but we mm-hmm. saw <laughs> <laughs> whatever temple that was. I right. can't remember now. And then, then we um, from there we went. Um, we went. Uh, we had to. It was a six-hour bus ride to the boat. Lots of long bus ride. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know that's what you had to do. But it didn't feel like we had stops along the way. Mm-hmm. Lunch stop. They packed you a lunch. Were they good roads or were they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the only road is when we went to this one temple that was a little bumpy, mm-hmm. but most of the time. And then, um, so you how long in Cambodia? Three days, four three days? nights, three nights. Mm-hmm. And then we got on the river, and then we stopped at these other little villages in Cambodia, and Phnom Penh. We we spent uh, on the boat. We spent one night, so we did that, and then we went into Vietnam, and then ended in. Saigon. And how many? It seemed like it was a long time. How long was that cruise? The cruise was seven nights. Sure seemed longer from the time you were gone, I guess. Yeah, because we had the the pre-nights. Yeah. And then we had two time nights. Time in Japan. Yeah, two nights in Saigon. Saigon was okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't go back there. That was a bigger city with more, um, lots of more cars and, you know, uh mopeds and stuff mm-hmm. like that what um, was the weather like it was hanoi was chilly 
Really? Yeah. And then Cambodia and Vietnam were hot. Kind of like here in October, mm. where with, with no trade winds, you get a little, you know, mm-hmm. sweaty, but not overly. Because unbearable. later in March, it's supposed to get very, very hot at the end mm-hmm. of March and onwards, yeah. Like November to February is the best time to go. Mm-hmm. And then um, we ended up in Japan uh, we, after we left there. Loved Japan. I can see why everybody wants to go there Good. now. Yeah. So Where did you stay in Japan? We stayed at the Hilton, which is in the Shinjuku area. Right, I, I stayed liked, there when I, I was there. years ago. I was there. Yeah. I stayed at the Hilton. I like that area. It was a little. It's a business area, but yeah. and it's a little quieter. Uh-huh. But within a fifteen, ten to fifteen minute walk, there's this area. You know, it's kind of lively, and got little hole in the wall restaurants, and then we took the metro all over. You just did this on your own. I did so, it on yeah. my own, um, and then we did a day trip out to uh, this area uh, called Kamakura. It's about a one-hour. I love Kamakura. That's the l- world's largest outdoor Buddha. Uh, yes. I had a very enlightened experience there. I, had, yeah. I was at the base. Now, originally this was indoors, and it burnt the temple it was in burnt down, I think, like 500 years ago or something. Oh. So now it's just an outdoor Door. Buddha. Right. And when I was there, there was these cicadas. And I know cicadas depend on the season, you know, that sound. But there was that overwhelming sound of cicadas. It can get, they were very, very loud there. I uh-huh. remember it even now, all these years later. And you, people, you know, if you think of the Lahaina Jodo Mission Buddha, that's based after this one, but it's like 100 times larger. Mm-hmm. You stand there at the base of this Buddha, and you look at, up as far as your head can look up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it, it's huge. It's massive, and it's very powerful. And I was doing that. I was under the at the base of the Buddha, and I was looking up at the eyes of Buddha. And honest to God, this experience happened where I went into like another zone, another state of mind, and I saw Buddha's eyes literally open and look at me. Oh, really? Honest to God, I went through that, and I was—I don't know how much time went by. I was in another time and space, and that sound I can still remember very warm. But that Kamakura Buddha is very, very powerful. Mm. I'll always remember that Kamakura Buddha. It's great that you got out to see that. Yeah, there, there's lots of little temples out there. We saw about three of them. And they have a cute little, um, well, you go to Hase to see the, um, the giant Buddha. And they've got a cute little street where it has shops and little food stands along the way. And you mm-hmm. know, oh, that, and you walk by, wow, that smells good. <laughs> we're like eating along the way as we're walking. That was fun. It's kind of a little beachy town, too. Cause I didn't a, go there. Yeah. When huh. you walk up the street to go to the um, the Buddha from the train station, mm-hmm. how did you go? Did you take the train? You know, I don't remember. I think it was. The, no, yeah. it was a car, I think, or oh, something. Yeah. yeah. So from the train station, yeah. it's just a short walk. And then um, that was it. Then we came home. Well, it sure seemed like you had gone <laughs> a long time, and you were there for Christmas in the air and New, New Year's. Years. So, was it, how did you feel? Did that? Did you not mind being away for the holidays? Oh no, yeah, I, I had pneumonia. I got on Christmas <laughs> Eve, and I was sick for like a week and a half. So, I didn't have any of the holiday stuff happening either. A lot of people were sick on the um, the tr- on the boat. Oh dear, yeah, they. Um, That's and concerning. Quite, uh, quite a few people, and and some people came sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had to go to the doctors and, and whatnot. I did get a little bit of a stomach bug, but... Um, well, I'm not oh. surprised because you were eating that food off the street and stuff, you know? We didn't eat street food. We oh, went you didn't. to a restaurant. My husband ate a fried tarantula. 
Oh, the t- hello. <laughs> your husband ate a fried tarantula, yeah. and you're, you're wondering why you got your I thumb. didn't eat oh, the you fried didn't eat the tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, just, but just a couple of days, and it went, it went away. But, oh, that's good. Yeah, but yeah. You always fun. do. You bring always the uh, modem, the anti-diarrhea uh, pills. I always bring some with me. Um, he did. He's always, he's the pill person. Yeah. I didn't take any, and it went away. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, it sounds like it was a great adventure. Did it you was. Enjoy, did you have a great time? I did. Yeah, I, I enjoyed different it. than your other trips, right? Oh, definitely. Way different. Yeah. 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 So. Which is important because you uh-huh. know we all do some of the similar ones mm-hmm. in the Mediterranean cruises and all that stuff, but they're. They're this similar feeling, and this is a whole to- mm. different experience, totally, to places you had never been to before. Mm-hmm. And this trip, you know, if you want to do this trip, it's not for it's for a different type of traveler yeah. who wants to experience probably more of the real life of the, you know, because you do see, I, I wouldn't say it's poverty. We, we, we would view it as poverty, mm-hmm. but, as you know, as the guides say, and even in Egypt, you know the people are happy there. They're mm-hmm. you know that's just their life. You know, and we think, oh my, you know they're poor and they're, but um, that's just their way of life compared to ours. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But my, I, I really, really enjoyed visiting the schools with in Cambodia with the kids. That was probably and as you know, Doug Shank and others here are very committed mm-hmm. to helping. I know of at least three people here in Maui helping and have started mm-hmm. schools yeah. in, in Cambodia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Which is really great. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And, of course, Keola Beamer and the group went down and brought 40 ukuleles and taught. Mm-hmm. The kids are now playing ukulele, and they taught them how to do hula, you know, which is wonderful. The, there is kind of an interesting connection with Cambodia to some, from some yeah. people here on yeah. Maui, you know. Yeah. That's why I need to get down there and see I, it. I remember Doug and I think Cindy, they, yeah. they had asked you know, because they said they had gone like many times, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Well, why did you go?" And they go, "They we just love it," and I, I see why. Mm. I would definitely go back there. Oh, you would. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great to know. Maybe we'll have to do a tour group yeah. there. <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, I I love see I love hearing about these adventures. I learned so much, and that's why mm-hmm. we we talk about them so much. Mm-hmm. 